Before we get to today's episode of the Banquet Hall Podcast, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about our sponsor of today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Black Beauty Near You, an online beauty supply store making beauty supply products more accessible for students at PWIs. And y'all might recognize Black Beauty Near You as the first ever guest of the Banquet Hall podcast, all the way back at episode one. From braid kits and bonnets to do-rags and edge control, Black Beauty Near You has you covered. And the best part is they could deliver or ship it directly to you. So listeners, why on earth would you waste gas and time getting to the beauty supply, which you know is like 20 minutes from your college campus, when a beauty supply could come right to your dorm? Visit blackbeautynearyou.com to learn more and don't forget to sign up for their mailing list and learn more about the Braider directory coming your way August 2023. What's good, y'all? Welcome to part two of the Table for One mailbag. Uh, thank you all to those who listened to the first part. If you haven't already, go ahead and press pause on this and then go back a couple of episodes to part one of the mailbag. Um, not necessarily because it feeds into this, but just because why are you skipping around my podcast? <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to continue this going. I have several more questions from the mailbag repertoire that I wanted to get to today. Um, a couple that I was meaning to get to last episode, but like I mentioned, I wanted to keep these under 20 minutes, so save them for this episode. Uh, but before we get there, I want to make sure that y'all take the time, if you haven't already, to follow the podcast on social media at Banquet Hall Pod. Uh, wherever you listen, make sure you leave a five star rating, a thumbs up, whatever you have to do on those platforms to let folks know that you like the Banquet Hall podcast. Um, we haven't gotten any voice memos for the banquet hall yet, so also want to place a plug for y'all to send a voice memo in. If you have a question, a comment, uh, could be related to episodes that have been recorded, could be related to Q&A, uh, just whatever you want to want to say on the mic, go ahead and hit the link in the episode description. Uh, leave us a voice memo there. You can also support the podcast that way, so uh, if you're feeling generous and want to support the banquet hall with a ongoing donation or just a one-time donation go ahead and hit that link in the bio or excuse me the episode description uh, but without further ado let's get right into the questions uh the few of these are a little bit shorter so i will hopefully be able to get to quite a bit more uh, than i did last episode i think last episode uh we went through like five or so questions hoping to get through roughly nine or ten questions today uh, so let's go ahead and get started with question number one. Uh, this is a simple question. It's just asking what software do I use to edit my videos? Uh, but once you give a little bit of leeway uh, into the question. So uh, some of you all might only listen to the audio episodes of the podcast, which is totally fine. A lot of the podcasts that I listen to, uh, I do audio only. Uh, but for those of y'all who listen to Spotify, you might not even know that if you are playing the Spotify episode on a mobile device or on your tv whatever it might be you can actually see the video of the podcast via spotify unfortunately apple podcast doesn't have this functionality but you can see the video on spotify so you don't necessarily have to go on youtube in order to uh, see us talk during the interviews of course these episodes are audio only so if you're looking at spotify like man you lying <laughs> uh, these episodes are audio only but the interviews do have video on spotify in terms of editing those, uh, I do very minor edits to the podcast episodes themselves. 
of course if there's anything that needs to get cut or if there's any technical difficulties that I need to work around those are where most of the edits take place but a lot of the times I'm just adding the background soundtrack that you're hearing in the back of this episode uh, I'll also add my video overlay if there are any graphics I don't do too many of those but all of that's done in Adobe Premiere Pro I think Premiere Pro is a little bit more intimidating than it might actually be especially for those who haven't uh, looked at it before like when you first open adobe premiere pro if you have access to it it might look like there's a lot going on what i love about adobe premiere pro and this is not this is not a free advertisement for them but just answering the question um i like that it's very modular so you can design the layout the interface to fit your specific needs for the project you are working on uh, if you're not making a 90 minute feature film there are some uh, features in premiere pro that you might not need to use um but Adobe Premiere Pro makes it very easy for me to just throw the video overlay on there, uh, make whatever minor edits I might want to make. And there's so much more I have left to explore in Premiere Pro. So uh, those who have been following the podcast from the beginning, you might notice that the episodes have looked a little bit different over the course of time. And that's just because I'm getting better and better at using Premiere Pro, using it more efficiently, uh, just to be able to get a quicker turnaround on some of those videos. And shout out to my old roommate, Zay. Uh, he put me onto Adobe Premiere Pro. Uh, he helped me get the software license and just kind of was there to give me any tips and tricks along the way. But uh, YouTube University has been a big help with Premiere Pro. If there's ever something I need to do really quickly, uh, YouTube is always there to help. But yeah, if you are listening to this and want to check out Premiere Pro or have access to it and have questions, definitely feel free to hit me up. I'm always happy to share knowledge. And I will end this answer with saying that all right, I kind of alluded to it. Premiere Pro overshoots my needs for this podcast, but I know that video editing is something that I've always been interested in. So I just wanted to have the software to kind of get my fingernails dirty with. And if I decide to do more with it in the future, I already have some of that experience. But thank you for that question. So for the next question, free round trip ticket, where am I flying to? Uh, This is the question I actually had to think about the longest just because I knew for this answer it had to be somewhere out of the country because I've only been out of the country once and that was to Paris. Uh, Paris and France in general was an option I had considered. Uh, also thought about things such as Thailand, Italy, uh, New Zealand, Japan, all places that I really want to go to. Uh, But I think that when it came down to it, I went with Greece. Uh, I have several friends who have been to Greece and all their pictures look so beautiful. They have such a great time. Uh, Also in high school, we did a lot of studying Greek mythology. Uh, We even had this Greek god project or Greek mythology project where we had to create our own Greek god or goddess. Uh, If y'all want to hear more about that, let me know. And I'm happy to dive a little bit deeper into uh, the creation of that. I actually found the binder at my grandma's house not too long ago and was pretty impressed with my one drawing skills at the time, but also uh, just kind of the mythology around what I had created. So uh, definitely Greece. I wasn't sure with this question if it's it didn't sound like all expense paid. It just sounded like I got a plane ticket. So at first I was going to try to pick somewhere Uh, That was cheap, but just thinking about getting there with the free trip, uh, Greece seems far enough to be worth uh, picking over uh, somewhere closer where the flight wouldn't be as expensive. So, yeah, if you uh, you ask this question, trying to sponsor that round trip ticket, holla at your boy. 
Uh, next question is going to be very quick. Would you ever try surfing if you haven't yet? I have not surfed yet, which I know is so anti-San Diego uh, to not have gotten in the ocean and surfed. Um, there's been plenty of opportunities where I could have learned. I've had friends offer to teach me. Uh, we have an event at UC San Diego called Black Surf Week where they teach how to surf. So the opportunity has been there. I don't know why I haven't yet, but definitely open to it. It's not necessarily something at the top of my bucket list, but I definitely open to it. Next quick question, a city with the best food. Uh, so before I give my answer, I just want to preface this by saying these are, this is based off of cities that I have been to. So if I say a city and you're like, no, X place has better food, maybe I haven't been there. Uh, specifically, I have never been to New Orleans and everybody knows says that New Orleans has the best food they've had. I can't attest to that because I haven't been. But in terms of where I have been to, the best food I've had hands down is Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, so, so much great flavorful food. Uh, if you ever go to ATL, I have a Yelp list of some of my favorite places that I'm happy to share with folks. The one place that I can say without a doubt, though, that I have no problem plugging, like Mary Max Tea Room. When I went to Mary Max for the first time in Atlanta, I was like, oh, nah, like, I need I need to live here. <laughs> like, I don't want to live in Atlanta, but just to have access to food like that, that is flavorful, made with soul, like some of the best i would say out of the five best like eating out experience i had in my life at least two or three came in atlanta georgia uh, the other two would be my hometown los angeles i think that in terms of the grand scheme of social media and the culture i feel like la food has become underrated because people go to the pinterest and instagram and tiktok friendly restaurants where your latte has all the sparkles and the flowers and shit in it go to the city please go eat where actual people from la eat because when i say the flavor table in la is some of the best food on this planet stop it stop it those who know know but la has some phenomenal food and what i appreciate most about la is just how diverse the food options are like you can get anything like yeah i love la's food Next up, do or would you wear socks with sandals? Uh, for the purpose of this question, I would throw it back at you. Do Nike slides count as sandals? Because I don't know if it's just like how I grew up, but I know that some people, when they think of sandals, it's not necessarily like Nike slides. Like, I feel like that's why people started calling those slides. If those count as sandals, then absolutely yes, I wear socks with quote unquote sandals. I don't think I really wear other sandals. I don't think people count Crocs as sandals, but I wear socks with those too most of the time. Uh, my sock collection is too nice to not be wearing socks with shit, so yeah. Next up, uh, this one's an interesting one. Do you believe in formal dining rooms and such or open concept houses? And a couple of things came to mind when I first looked at this question. The first thing was believe, like, do I believe in them? I mean, I guess. <laughs> Um, but I took it as like, what would be kind of my housing philosophy? And honestly, before reading this question, I didn't necessarily know that, uh, open concept houses, like, I didn't know that was a specific like category of houses, but uh, for those of y'all like me who might be ignorant to quote unquote open concept houses, that's essentially when there aren't walls separating specific rooms in your house, like your dining room, your living room, your kitchen, it's all kind of in this general open space, which hence the open concept. 
Um, I can honestly convince myself of either. I think it depends a lot on the size of the house I'm in. Uh, but if I had to pick one, I feel like open concept seems more of my vibe. Uh, I like the idea of different viewing angles, uh, especially for those of y'all who have had the opportunity to see my place of living. I have a lot of stuff on the walls. Like I'm a Funko Pop collector. I have a lot of nerd culture stuff. Uh, my house is kind of like a museum already. So I feel like I would want that type of open concept, open flow arrangement to my place of living just so that, yeah, the energy is flowing freely in my space. Next up, where do we want to go? Where do we want to go? Uh, let's go with this one. Uh, kind of like a big picture question. What does a fulfilling life look slash feel like for you? And so I started brainstorming an answer to this question. And as I got through the question, I had to pause and think. I'm not sure if this person who asked this, if they were thinking of like, how do I confirm that the life I'm currently living is a fulfilling life? Or when I look back at my life when I'm older, uh, how will I know that I've lived a fulfilling life? So a few things that come to mind, uh, first, starting with like looking back when all is, I mean, said and done is not really the terminology I want to use here, but when it comes down to it and I'm looking back and reflecting on my life, the main thing is that I want to make sure that I didn't leave anything major on the table. Uh, my places on my travel list, like I really want to be able to say that I went to travel to those places. Um, I want to sit courtside at a Lakers game. I want, I, honestly, the bigger bucket list item is to see the Lakers in every arena. Uh, the courtside thing, I honestly think that's a lot sooner than it than it uh, than it might feel like right now. Um, like I know courtside tickets are expensive, but I wouldn't be that surprised if I sat courtside at a Lakers game like this coming season, like. I feel like that's something that I have always wanted to do since I've been a fan of the Lakers in basketball. So I'm willing to make that investment. Like I'm not about to drop 35 racks this season uh, to say courtside, but if I can find like a quote unquote deal for courtside tickets, like I know I'm pretty good at finding tickets. So um, yeah, those are a couple examples of things I wouldn't want to leave on the table. I uh, also would want to say that I have meaningful, meaningful friendships that date back decades. Like to say that, oh, uh, I've known I've known Andre for 50, 60, 70 years. Like we've been friends that damn long, like and meaningful, not in a sense that like, oh, yeah, we went to college together and I see him uh, with his hit single playing on Spotify. Um, I don't want to be like, oh, I, I met Andre X amount of years ago, but I haven't seen him in 30 years. Like, nah, like I want to be able to say that every year or every couple years, I'm still feeding into some of those friendships that I have today. Uh, friendships that I have from middle school, high school, meaningful friendships are definitely one of the pillars to a fulfilling life for me. Uh, another thing I wouldn't want to leave on the table, I need to write a screenplay. Like those y'all who kind of been following along, y'all know that I want to be in the film industry. Uh, so regardless if I make a big Hollywood production, I just need to write a feature length film. Like I don't care if anybody ever sees it, that's just something I need to do for me. And then kind of the flip side of that, if I were to just look at now and how do I make sure that every day I'm living a fulfilling life, uh, I look at it as feeding into four different people. Every day I want to do something for my younger self, my current self, my future self, and someone I care about. What that looks like, be on a future episode if y'all ask. Um, we have about five or so minutes left before I want to call it quits on this. So let's see if I have another good one on this list. Let's see. Financial advice for a 21-year-old. 
this is one that I really need to put a disclaimer on before. Uh, one, I'm not saying that the advice that I'm going to give is stuff that I necessarily did successfully or uh, like, oh, I always act like this. So I've been financially savvy since I was 21. Uh, some of these are things I wish that I did in retrospect. Some of these are things that I've learned recently and started uh, adding to kind of my financial toolkit. Uh, also, I want to make sure that people know I am not an expert. I am not a financial consultant. I'm not a financial advisor. I do not work for Merrill Lynch. Uh, the person who asked this question, I know that she trusts my advice. But for everyone else, like, don't don't just take my word for it. Like, take it with a grain of salt. If it works for you, great. If you're like, eh, I don't know about that. Cool. Ignore it. Go to the next question. Uh, but still listen to the podcast. But the few things I wanted to give for financial advice, as far as just to say it on a podcast real quick, and we can always talk more about it in future episodes or offline. Uh, one, establish credit if you feel like you're ready and you haven't already. Uh, credit makes the world go round, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. Uh, but I feel like, especially with a lot of marginalized, underserved, historically disadvantaged groups, uh, credit and getting credit cards is sometimes seen as a very negative thing. Uh, because credit card debt is very predatory by nature, but debt runs the world. Our country's in debt, big CEOs, these millionaires, they use their debt to make money. Uh, the key is to have a plan to be disciplined and know that you are in control of that debt. So establish your credit card if you haven't already. If you need a referral code, hit me up first. Don't hit up nobody else. Let me let me get your referral code for your credit cards. Um, but the best piece of advice I ever received is to use that credit card for purchases you have to make anyway, and then pay them off right away or as soon as possible. So what that might look like is, you know, you need to buy food or, you know, you need to buy groceries or gas, make that purchase with a credit card and pay it off with the cash that you would have used anyway. And then that way you're making sure that you're only using your credit card for those necessary purchases. I also think that establishing credit right away is something that would be beneficial. One for building credit, if you want to like finance a car, finance a house in the future, being able to establish that you've had a credit card for X amount of years is going to help your credit score. Uh, but also let's say that you get into a rut and just need some money. Being able to have a credit card and having that available credit can help save you in the long run if something like that comes up. Another piece of financial advice would be to set up autosave if you can. Uh, I have Chase for my debit card and my checking account and whatnot. And so X amount of every paycheck, I think I have a set for 10% of every deposit over like $100 uh, automatically goes to my savings just to make sure that I'm investing in myself. Uh, just want to make sure that I'm able to uh, put some of the money that I'm making into my savings account so that it can grow over time. And it's something that is passive. Like I don't have to actively move the money from my checking to savings, but it's done automatically. Um, the thing with that though, of course, only do it if it's within your budget, which is another piece of advice. Make sure you have some type of budget or idea of what your expenses are for any given month. Uh, what you want to be able to 
budget for. Like, I think sometimes people fail to include entertainment in their budget. Uh, if you want to travel, like, those are all things you can include in your budget. Budget doesn't doesn't just mean your bills. And speaking of bills, if you can, I would set bills to auto pay. Uh, that's not necessarily something that's going to make that much of a difference financially for you. But I think in terms of the mentality over finances and having more control of your money, if you know how much your bills are going to be on a regular basis, if you have your budget in mind and know that you can effectively afford to pay those bills ahead of time uh, just set them to auto pay so you don't have to actively be paying those bills that's what works for me because it's not like every time x date of the month comes around i'm logging into this portal and sending money to this corporation if they just take it i don't really have to think about it i feel a lot better about that that doesn't work for everyone like i said but uh, that's what works for me and then uh might go a little bit over time but the last two questions that i wanted to go through uh one i really laughed when i saw this question so i'm gonna say that one for last but the second one that's left uh what advice would 27 year old kyler tell a younger kyler one fuck up like fail fast fail often but don't be afraid to fail i feel like there's a lot of the perfectionist in me that as i was growing up i wanted to make sure i was doing things perfectly doing them the right way which isn't a bad mentality of course but i think that sometimes that took me away from being able to have not to say like meaningful experiences but i was scared of making a mistake or uh, scared to say something wrong whereas if i would just like put myself out there who knows what could happen on top of that uh, perform like I've been writing poetry since 2011 2010 ish but I didn't perform a poem until 2015 so I would tell younger self to go to the poetry lounge or find an open mic perform share your voice I would share poems with people that I was close with uh, but I can only imagine how much growth would happen if I got in front of that mic sooner and shared my voice shared my talent and who knows that could have made me have a bigger following or support when it comes to poetry books or just people being more familiar with my work i think that if i got myself out there sooner uh the connections i made would be invaluable now uh, embrace the parts of you that aren't cool i think that we're seeing now like a blurred renaissance for those i don't know what blurs are they're black nerds uh, i was the kid who loved pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh. i still am the kid that loves pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh, uh transformers but that wasn't quote unquote cool. So it's like, those are things I just played with, toys I played with when I was at my grandma's house. Wouldn't really talk about it at school uh, because the cool kids weren't talking about that and quote unquote weren't doing that. But we all know retrospect, y'all was playing with toys and shit. Um, and watching Pokemon, like why wouldn't you? Pokemon's one of the greatest animes of all time. But um, embrace those parts because like, I can only imagine if I really let like those parts of me shine, like, life would just be so much funner like i'm not even regretting anything but i just know that if i were to embrace those more i would just feel like more of a complete version of myself and then the last thing uh i was a very privileged i don't like using the word spoiled but i was privileged to have a family that was able to buy me a lot of toys that i wanted uh, video games that I wanted uh, but there was a point in time there was one summer uh, during high school where I sold a lot of the toys that I wasn't playing with and I wish I had a lot of those I'm not even gonna lie uh, part of it because they are worth way more money now or I would just have a better idea of what I can make off of those uh, but also I think just capitalism really had poisoned my brain because I thought I needed to sell those to make money because they were quote-unquote worthless but as many like Funko Pops and should I got in my house now? I like, can only imagine if I still had some of those things that 
I really appreciated at the time and toys that if I were to see at a store right now, I would buy just to like display in my house, uh, which goes into the second part of that. I wish I kept more of those toys in good condition so I could profit off of them later in life or just so that they would be cooler and cleaner to display or like try to get two of them like if I found something that is really rare or really special like if I could find a way to ask for two for Christmas or ask for one for Christmas one for my birthday whatever it might be just kind of spitballing here but uh, that way I could play with one and keep the other sell the other etc etc and so for the last question and thank y'all for sticking with me on the longer episode of table for one uh beard growth care and maintenance tips for the quote-unquote struggling brothers uh it's it's just funny that she said struggling brothers um one want to acknowledge beard privilege not everybody can grow such a luscious i'm just fucking with y'all um but it is true that not everybody can grow facial hair for whatever reason or the other uh, the three main pieces of advice I would give for anyone trying to maintain or take care of their beard. One, you got to do more than just brush your beard. You got to comb your beard out, get those knots out. Uh, make sure that you're trimming it when appropriate just to make sure that your hair is growing in a healthy way. Uh, but the main thing that I see that causes a lot of people issues with their beard, they don't actually like try any products or anything like maybe they have the coconut oil maybe they have shea butter but there's so many black beard care products out there and beard care in general for not black listening to the podcast um but just speaking on my own experience there's so many different black owned businesses that offer different beard care products uh, because what works for uh, some beers might not work for other beers and for me uh, i really needed to find something that like was really healthy for the skin underneath uh, stuff that had like shea butter in it just to make sure that my beard isn't like itching all the time uh, but you have to have some type of beard care routine you can't just like put water on it and call it a day like I wash my beard I moisturize my beard I trim my beard I uh, just take care of your shit um, but that concludes this episode of table for one uh, like I said went a little bit longer than expected but really wanted to get to some of these questions this episode uh, make sure that you like subscribe follow all that Uh, submit questions via email dm voice memos however you like let me know what you think of this episode and we will catch you all next time